Welcome to the Experiment Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Welcome, everybody, to the Experiment Podcast. I am beyond elated to have someone I have really call a mentor and friend that I have only known virtually and met once for photos, but I just feel like I know her so well because she's such a great person in how she shares her real life every day through social media. And that amazing person with me today is Denise Duff. And that's Denise with a C just for everybody out there. So let me give you a quick introduction and then I'll let her share more and elaborate. For her background, she started out, and I love this part because I never ever, if I would not have pulled your bio up, ever known this about you, but you started out with an engineering major, which I can now see, you know, where you are today, how that definitely has played a part at UCLA, and then a theater and photography major at New York University. In the beginning, she assisted photographers as a makeup artist, and while appearing on national commercials like Czech's Party Mix, Fruit of the Loom, Budweiser, and a lot of other national brands. And she's done many parts in TV shows like Matlock, Northern Exposure, and CSI Miami. A lot of daytime dramas, you guys probably recognize her as well from Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about my character right now. Yeah, your your passed away character. <laughs> Which is, I love your little thing. Like, uh, do I get residuals for that? Yeah. <laughs> She's also starred in some horror sci-fi movies, which have led to a lot of con conventions. Yeah. Those, like, whatever. Fine demonium. Yes. Totally turned into a massive cult following for her, and she can elaborate more on that. She's also blessed with a wonderfully talented husband, Michael Duff. And not only is he massively musically talented, he has a great gift in helping entrepreneurs with marketing. She can also share about that. And I know that the shining beautiful light in her life is her daughter, Paris Helena Duff, and she is stunning both inside and out. She Paris has had a successful career as a model at one of the top modeling agencies, Next LA, and is now a consummate pro photographer focusing on fashion and beauty in LA. This is from Denise. This is a quote from her thing, and I love it. That's why I want to share it. But at the bottom of everything she does, she's addicted to helping people. I always believe it was a selfish quality of mine that since grade school, nothing made me happier than when someone said, thank you for your help. That is Denise Duff. Welcome. Thank you. So glad to have you here. On any bad day I may have or any over-hormonal day I may have, (laughs) I should just read that. Send that to me. You're so cute. No, you you truly are amazing. You guys follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Again, it's Denise Duff. That's with a C. And I'll tell you, and I'll I'll repeat this a couple times just for your convenience. Her website that you'll want to go to will be inyourfaceskincare.com. If you have anything you want to elaborate, share, like, little more updated things, the listeners? I sort of segued from assisting photographers and doing, you know, commercials and the vampire series. And then I, I also fit in directing into that. All right. Um, because there's something about being a photographer and an actress that basically means you love to capture a story and, and direct it. You know, you, you have to be good at those, both of those, and, and being a mother, like directing 
I got to use everything I love about being an actress, everything I loved about being a photographer, composing something beautiful, and also everything I loved about being a mother and being a, a, someone who loves humans and helping them. I'm always giving people the benefit of the doubt. I'm the girl that when you're in the car and I'm a passenger and the driver is cursing out the person in front of them or who's about to make the turn, you know, I'm like, who knows, maybe their kid just texted them and it was something in emergency. Just chill out. No one, no one got into an accident. You know, I'm not about, um, you know, condoning any sort of uh, bad behavior, but I'm always the one to just sort of like, there's another story to it, you know? And so as a director, I found that to be a really good quality because I just made my, my talent just feel their best, right? And it, it really, nothing matters what kind of a person they are, but when they're on my set, they are the most talented, stunning human being. And when you can infuse that to someone, what do you get? You get a stunning, talented human being. Well, so, you know, I can um, testify to that personally because that's exactly what happened on our photo shoot. So you took this girl who was, I, listen, I, growing up. Listen, when someone says listen. <laughs> at the age of three, I had my left eye turned in and a lazy eye. And from that day forward, I've, every time I get in those types of situations, I'm clearly at 53 a lot better with it now but you know that little insecurity still always shows up and especially when you're having to turn this way that way it's not a natural thing for me it, there's some people that it just can do it without thinking and I know that you and your daughter have that talent and you just made it so easy and you gave me compliments when I needed to and then you nudged me when I needed to so absolutely amazing amazing yeah, and then besides the you. fact of your craft and your art with the the photography you know, it's it's you know as a photographer after doing it I mean I started doing photography professionally when my daughter um, hit two years old and I thought wow you know I'm, I'm just going on auditions I'm being a mom but I needed more and so we had just bought our house two years prior I was pregnant when we bought a house and which is a great time to buy because you're very into nesting and creating and fixing and cleaning out so I converted my garage to a photo studio and so after about 10 years of doing professional portraiture, I kind of found a niche in that I loved photographing women like over 35. Because I really, when, and this is in the days of film where they would have to come over to the house and, and pick up their proof sheets oh, wow. or pick up their four by sixes. So I got to see in person, I got to watch them sob like happy babies. And that <laughs> was, I got addicted to that, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, because well, because I, I did a good job, which you like to, to know, but also, look, I'm going to get all like emotional <laughs> to know that, that no matter how beautiful the woman is, how famous she is, we all have a we all have baggage and history in this area of not feeling confident about something on our body. And we could have the tightest skin and the thickest hair, but we hate our teeth. You know, we have the most gorgeous smile but it makes our eyes squint up when we do. Like there's always something. And when you do that every day as your job, I've seen it all. And so when someone says, you know, like my, I have a lazy eye, I'm like, girl, get in line. Everywhere, you know? <laughs> and so I, I have grown to have that compassion and understanding that none of us are physically perfect. In fact, if I were to literally really photoshop everything on your face perfect you'd be like oh my gosh who is that <laughs> I look like True. a weird faceless alien yeah um so having that complete understanding of it 
I, um, I don't get annoyed. I don't get my button pushed. I don't get impatient. Some photographers, I will say, and being around other photographers back, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, they might matter a bit about, you know, oh, these actors or this or, you know, those, you know, those attorneys or, you know, people that aren't used to being in front of a camera. And I'm like, no, shut up. Like, no one's used to doing this. Right. Like, maybe a, maybe an 18-year-old model might be comfortable in front of a camera. Although these days, with the Instagram and the filters, even there, they show up all of their in, in security, you know? So, point being that I found that that was my superpower, was to be able to bring to women just this all-encompassing comfortableness because everyone needs marketing tools for something. And once you can look at your photo and go, oh, I'm actually kind of lovely, doors open and you want to send that picture out and whatever your career is, having marketing tools that attract attention is always needed. And so that has been like a, a gift of mine that I love giving. And you do an amazing job at it. It's awesome. Just so everybody knows how I connected with her is she magically, miraculously, that's the better word, popped up in my Facebook page one day, literally, and you don't know this, I had injured my hand. It was swollen up literally like a big blowfish. My fingers were purple. Long story short, I had to get the worst antibiotics in the world, the shot and the pills. It was awful. And here I am trying to start a podcast at that time and <laughs> in my little thing, it was awful. And here pops this beautiful, vibrant, just keeping it real. I'm turning 50 this year. I was training for the New York Marathon. And you guys were just in the process of moving from L.A. to New York. And you were talking about the olive oil on your face and just all of these. Like you, you combined your, we're moving to, we're taking this massive decision in our lives. Where our child grew up, where we have all of these memories and you shared your garage sales and all of that stuff and moved to New York. And there you were in my state of misery, bringing light into my life. And well, no, I mean, I know that you, like, I know that you get this feedback, but at the same time, you, we never can hear that enough. And I just, it was, it was, it was, it, it was like, hope there's hope there's the light let's follow the light <laughs> and it just was like you know what it's okay to turn 50 and and I you know I'm, I was a good 20 pounds more than I needed to be you were so great so will you share how you made that decision because I can, I know that it was tough just share with everybody the catalyst for that decision from LA to New York yeah I was born in New York but my mother and father moved to LA when I was six years old so L.A. has been my home, and as an actress, it's been my everything. It's the idea that I, I could actually live or be creative somewhere other than L.A. Like if you six years ago would have told me that I'm back east right now and, and I'm living not in L.A., I'd be like, oh, you're crazy. That will never happen. But we had, we, we had to have a very comfortable life. You know, my husband had his marketing company, worked from home. He would do recordings as a musician, you know, his band Chalk Farm had been disbanded at that point, but every now and then they'd get a gig, you know, they did a gig with Creedence Clearwater Survival and, and the band Survivor, and they'd go to the different festivals, but it was just rare. And I was sort of 
doing more directing, not as much acting. A few gigs would pop up. And then our daughter was 20. Uh, she had come back from New York where she did a photography internship. She was ready to be independent. And I know that feeling. I backpacked through Europe when I was 17 by myself. But when I came home, I was like, oh, wow, I'm living back home. Like, it was just weird. And I mean, a great relationship with my mom. But when you've had that taste of freedom, right? Sure. So I couldn't be upset at my daughter. I, in fact, you, you have to love their independence. You raise them for that and then you regret it. Um, <laughs> so... She'd gotten a job as a, or as she was looking at getting a job as a, um, an, an apartment manager, my husband had wanted to move a year ago. He's like, what if we moved to New York? He was going there a lot for music gigs. We were, were in Manhattan often when my daughter was there. Now, Manhattan is very different from Long Island, and that's where I came from. And that's where my summers to visit my grandma and my family were all Long Island, extremely different. We're talking like the difference between like, you know, Montana versus Tampa. It's just different. <laughs> Yeah. They just happened to be close. Right. So, but the idea of living in Manhattan was something that, like, who doesn't think that every now and then? You know, like, I think the majority of people visit and they're like, you know, it would be nice to spend a little bit of time here, not just as a tourist, but where these streets are your neighborhood. Very expensive, very sexy, creatively packed. So we looked at this little window of like, wow, our daughter's moving out. She hasn't made us a grandparent yet. We're still... Pressure, young enough pressure. and healthy enough <laughs> the streets, run after a cab, carry packages home. Like, you have to think of all that as a New Yorker. You know, we're not rich. We're, we're going to have, you know, somebody go do all of our shopping for us. So we need to be able to do that. I just wrote down one day, it, there was something. I had a friend who was upset that she wasn't invited to a Valentine's Day party with a few other couples. And then someone else was like, felt jealous that they didn't get invited to a baby shower. You know, you start to get comfortable with, your, your girlfriends and your cliques and, and, it, and, and, you know, and I love all of my friends, but I started to see that I was getting a little bit too wrapped up in small problems. And I thought, oh, I got to get out of this, you know, and you can get out of it in many different ways. You don't have to sell your husband <laughs> to do that. But because my husband was already in that mode and we thought, you know, you don't get any extra points in heaven for living and dying in the same place. We looked at renting it, and, and but then it's like, okay, then you got a property manager, and we're really far. We're not in the same neighborhood. We just thought, let's just cut the cord. And that was extremely difficult for me because I bought it when I was a month pregnant. Wow. Renovated it from top to bottom. Gave birth to my daughter in my bedroom. Wow. With 16 friends there. Amazing. You know, from the voice of Bart Simpson to <laughs> Emmy Award-winning yeah. actress Michelle Stafford and, you know, several actors. Two cats on the bed. Yeah, it was a natural childbirth. Very, you know, we, we were we were prepared to go to a hospital if need be. I mean, we were living in Los Angeles. We weren't out in the boonies. So if there were, you know, and I was yeah. under 30. I didn't have twins. She wasn't breech. You know, I did my homework. All the birthday parties there, the sweet 16, the 21st birthday, the, everybody everybody who want, wanted a party wanted to do it at the Duff House. Mm. And it wasn't a big mansion. It was literally 1,500 square feet, you know. In L.A., I have many millionaire friends with three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 homes and big pools. We had none of that. But we had we had heart. We had me who, was, who wanted to be the hostess to as many people, right? I just mm -hmm. had one, one child say to people, if you, if you have one and you're considering having another, I say yes. So anyway, and then, by the way, I didn't say I buried the placenta in the backyard. <laughs> so needless to say... Yeah, no, that kind of links you to a property. <laughs> right, 
Well, like I own this house yeah. between the pet cemetery and you know. <laughs> but the other thing that that always, even still, if I get a little beclumped over having left that house or when I go back and look at it, I have to remind myself that it's better to have that sad emotion over leaving something you loved than to have been like, oh, I'm so glad to be done with that wreck. 22 years and it gave us nothing but problems. Imagine, imagine yeah. having 22 years of hating where you're living. Yeah. No. You know, you hated the neighborhood. The house was always falling apart. You were so far from anybody. No, it was the opposite. Yeah. And that's what made it hard to leave. But that's correct. Yeah. You know, it's Makes why sense. we miss people when they leave, you know? I mean, sure. My father passed away um, a week after my mother did last year. I lost two family members. Wow. Um, I didn't miss my dad so much because he, he didn't really contribute so much. But, you know, my mom, obviously, that's a different story. But I'm, I'm sort of glad I'm like good because there was so much love and friendship there with my mom that I'm like, I sort of joked and said, I'm glad it wasn't there with my dad because I don't know if I could live through that. That's true. You know? yeah, that, yeah. So leaving that house, selling all the stuff, you know, and as an actress and as a creator, a photographer, director, I just saved every little tchotchke, of course. But, but leaving all those things that having to just cut the cord on all those what I'm going to do with stuff next was was very emotional and I thought okay I I'm going to just sit and enjoy this I'm going to go through these bins I'm going to have garage sales I'm going to put it on Facebook I'm going to make movies of this like for me if I'm hurting I know someone else is hurting with it so I'm going to find the bright side but I'm going to give that bright side to others like, again, I, I keep saying it's selfish because me helping others is helping me because to just be sad in my own garage, oh, that's too sad. And that gives you lines and wrinkles and <laughs> Botox is too expensive, you yes. know. So if I can figure out fun, healthy, productive ways, I get less sad. And that has been using social media to share my own uh, journeys. Even if they're a bummer, I, I'll, I'll share the upside take that I'm taking on it. So um, I'm so honored that, you know, I got to have you and, and so many other fantastic friends that I've made from sharing that journey and taking that drive across New York. And and, um, and we arrived like two days before Thanksgiving, and I, I remembered sitting in front of a, uh, two boxes that I just couldn't go through in L.A. Too many pictures, too many little tchotchkes and yearbooks, high school yearbooks and roses pressed in between stuff mm. that, that a boy gave you when you were 13. Uh. I'm a fifth-year-old woman, and I still <laughs> have dried roses from when I was 14 and different paintings and started to put it aside and go, I'll do that another time. And then all of a sudden, it's like someone grabbed me and went, Denise, this is the time. This is that day that you say one day when you have some time, you'll sit and go through this. And here I was, newly transplanted into a city with no friends. I knew no neighbors. It was two days before Thanksgiving. I had no parties to go to. I had no turkeys or, or cranberry sauce that I was obligated to make. So this is the time. No, one, no one's going to miss me. There's nobody waiting for me to return a text to show up and photograph them. So I sat there for eight or nine hours. Like, my knees definitely uh, hurt after. And I went through every single photo. I had... Photos from from when I was in um, from when I was thirteen, those little school photos, the square oh, yeah, ones, yeah. turned it over, and it's like you know, K I T, keep in touch. <laughs> You're the best. Thanks for making me laugh. 
And I started taking photos of them and sending them via Facebook Messenger to all my high school friends. That's awesome. And, you know, I just, and then I could get rid of it. I went through it. I took photos. I sent it to someone. I would look at a photo or something I wrote and went, wow, look at how deep I was when I went to NYU. Look at this poem. Boy, I was really struggling. How artful am I back then? Good. I could throw it away. You know, right? Because you save something in hopes that you'll look back at it later and it will re-inspire or rehabilitate or remind you of a time. Well, when is a better time than now? So that was also super therapeutic. It helps you to get rid of stuff. I think we're all, especially at this age, we've all got boxes that we could find that time. And, Absolutely. And pandemic time, this is a good this is a good time to be doing all that, right? Definitely. And, you know, the truth is, is I think on that note, exactly what you're saying is for you to make that decision to go there, you had to be 1,000% all feet in now, right now, right this minute. Yeah. And... And it's not without emotion or fear or no, sadness, yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. No, I mean, I think that's that's what now is. It's it has all of those things, and for some reason, we think that we hold on to those things that that's how we're not losing it. But the truth is, is they are still all here in the present. We just have to bring them back to that moment. And for you, especially with COVID, like you said, this is an opportunity for a lot of people. If they haven't, we still have a few more months of this to take that time and do that work. Because yeah. I'm one of those people that my, my motto has always been, don't cry over spilled milk. And it's such yeah. a simple saying. But the truth is, is you make an active choice to bring the past into your present, good and bad. But really, we are all of our past right now. So I just love that when I moved out to California, I literally sold everything. Packed oh, my car with everything that I had oh, and put my yeah. blue point Siamese cat next to me on the plane seat and flew out here, didn't have a job, didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't care. I just knew that this was where I was supposed to be. So you reminded me when you did that of that me and you gave all of us permission to make that hard decision to, to make it okay to start again, that, you know, you don't have to be just out of high school or just out of college to start your life again. And or write another chapter. It's just, you know, we, we get, like you said, very comfortable. So that was, to me, just so powerful for so many people. And I know you love, love, love New York. And I, seriously, the education, like you were saying, the thought processes that you, you shared that you had to go through. And I still, I don't think I could live in New York full time. I definitely want to like go there for six months. I still have that on my bucket list and just, you know, like, because we go twice, sometimes three times a year, and it's just such an amazing place. So yeah. you would do well. You would because someone like you, when you do something, you get into the every little nook and cranny of humanity. <laughs> just for you to have that guy, that deli guy, yeah. that you get to no, go get your coffee yeah. or your tea from every morning. It's just I, like you said, I love people too. I'm. I wish I had the. Uh, you're just no person is a stranger, and I'm. I'm not an introvert. I'm just reserved. I like to observe and then have a conversation. And you're just all in 100% the minute you walk in the door. And it's fantastic. And again, just gives everybody permission to, to just be present. And you did so many of those things. And, and I can remember. Now, did you guys make the decision to, to move to Florida before or after your mom passed? After. 
Okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay. it really it was a it was a financial decision. It wasn't as beautifully emotional and art and artistic. <laughs> um, it was real. It, it, yeah, it, it, you know, we we all like this is again yet another part of my story that maybe it can someone could get something good from it because it's been tough. Yeah. But after my my we had moved my my mother moved here because she has a lot of friends here, and she. She wound up moving to New York um, just before we did to be with my grandmother, her mother. Oh, got it. Who was uh, 92 and starting to forget things, but was living on her own, doing a good job, you know, out in Queens. And so my mom went there not to live with her, but just to help find someone to come maybe. And, and of course, the Italian family is like, she didn't trust anyone. She's like, Nisi, I'm in L.A. Nisi, you know, they had this nurse. She came over. I don't know. She was, she was looking at her jewelry too much. I don't know. <laughs> It's okay. Just put the jewelry. I'm like, you, you went for two weeks, Mom. It's been two months. That's awesome. And then it turned into six months. And then I said, Mom, you're paying $1,500 a month for your rent here in L.A. in an empty apartment that I don't think you're going to come back to. Let's just move it into a storage unit for $150 a month and stay there with Nanny. Just stay. You're, you know, you're retired from General Motors, too. You're, you know, had to do. And as much as they were fighting, it was kind of cute that she got to be there with her mother, my grandma. And, um, and three years later, at 95, my grandmother passed, and it's fine. It's like fucking like 95. She lived, know, yeah, she lived. A good time. Yeah. But then my mother continued to stay in Queens, in oh. my grandmother's house, which they bought from, like, at 1965. Wow. So there was all that stuff. And I said, you know what, Mom? Sell this. Take the, whatever, 250000 and buy yourself a little place in Florida. You and you could buy something for half of that and then live off of the rest. It's so cheap there. You go to LA, yeah, you, you can't do anything, sure. And even though your granddaughter's in LA, your granddaughter's very busy doing her fashion photography work, and and you saw her more when she'd come visit you in New York. It was quality time. I said, so move to what's good for your soul and for, for you to live better because the weather in New York was too extreme. Mm-hmm. The prices in L.A. were too high. You're not an actress, so you don't need to be in L.A. Right. So she came to Florida. It was fantastic. And 10 months after being here, she got diagnosed with mm-hmm. lung cancer, which couldn't be the more opposite of fantastic. So, but she beat it. She did it. She would drive herself to and from all the chemo appointments all by herself. Amazing. You know, I mean, to Amazing. the point where such a fighter she actually would unhook herself oh. from the chemo and, and you know i'm saying this and it is what it is she'd go out and she'd have a smoke break you know <laughs> it, it, it's all part of the next one woman show um, <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait every i mean they she was the most popular and loved woman at that this florida cancer center no doubt about it um, just full of energy and life she went to her whatever 10 treatments and then they scanned her. Six months later, it was gone. And then it came back, went mm-hmm. to the liver. And she's like, you know what? I'm done doing that. And she was very, you know, very definite about it. My mom, my daughter flew out. I flew out. And in 10 days in her home, she took off into wow. the spiritual world. Wow. Literally from 10 days prior, she was driving. That is and, um, um, just, wow. So Right? And, wow. And, and I, I get like I see, you know, other people's parents mm. that are at least still alive, but they can't speak. They're on tubes. The kids have to go in and visit them and, and pretend that maybe the parent recognizes them. The strength. And there's this part of me of like, but but maybe I would want that with my mom. But I'm like, no, no, she wouldn't want that. If no. she couldn't cook or clean for me, she don't want to be here. No. She believes in reincarnation, so she's like, I'm ready for my next adventure. She left you with the about, 
she left what she's you... gonna look like. <laughs> you know, we went through the list like four this days before so she passed away. Cute. She goes, Lucy, I want olive skin. I like my olive skin. It keeps me from getting sunburned. But I'd like blue or green eyes next time. <laughs> she goes, and I want, I don't want, I don't want dark brown hair, but I. I want light brown hair. I'm like, okay. Good. And, and my daughter and I were writing this all down. It's in our iPhone. I um, love it. Uh, and then she said, but you know what? I don't want any mustache. I don't want a tweeze anymore. <laughs> so we took it all down. We said, where do you want to live? She goes, well, not in Florida. There's too many bugs here. <laughs> she goes, California or Hawaii. Yeah, I like oh, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. She went there. So it was a really causative exodus. You're very celebratory. Yeah. And... A few months later, my husband and I looked at this little house that's here in Florida that's paid off. All that we need to do is pay like 200 bucks a month for the homeowner's fees. It's in a 55 and over community. I wasn't even old enough to move into it. <laughs> but we looked at it and we wanted to invest more money into our skincare company because we just had one cream. And people were like, we love this. What else do you have? Now, I had never planned on doing a skincare line. I mean, yeah, maybe when I was 15, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun, you know? Yeah. So, but to do that, you need cash. I yeah. thought becoming an actress and getting headshots was expensive. Oh, gosh, no, 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 no. Be- being an actress is, in, is cheap, super cheap. You just pay yeah. for acting classes, a car that works, and your headshots. <laughs> and then, obviously, you persist. But, no, skincare is very expensive. It's real. So we yeah. looked at that about six months after my mother passed. And we thought, you know, I was getting pretty cold in New York. I did complain about it a lot more than I thought I would. And I back at that. And, and I was embarrassed because I everyone warned me. And I'm like, no, no, life isn't about weather. Life is about adventure. And I <laughs> As you're sitting in California. <laughs> yes, it's true. I'm in the garage sale. I'm beautiful. It's not about weather. Degrees. I love it. And now cut to, it's June, and it's raining, and it's cold, and I'm coming back from the supermarket with two bags of groceries that I can't, I I have to make a decision. Do I want to get the club soda or the olive oil? Because I can only hold one because they're heavy. Granted, you can get it delivered, but we also felt a little beholden to playing the game. Sure. Like, really experiencing it. But, you know, we would have stuff delivered, but not all the time. The weather did start to get to me. Not being able to have a car did start to get to me. And we thought, okay, let's do it. So we moved here, and last week was our one-year anniversary. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, Clearwater, St. Pete area. And ironically, with what went on in the world... Perfect timing. The timing was perfect, Mm -hmm. because, you know, our studio here that we have our skincare company in is huge, super inexpensive. We'd be paying 15 times as much to have this in New York or L.A. So it's afforded us... to be able to grow the skincare company, which I can run from anywhere. Right. Our overhead being lower has greatly helped because being in Manhattan where you're paying $5,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment would have been difficult right now, being that a lot of my photography business went away with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Like there's something you follow, and you just always, just always look ahead, just always lean forward, that lean into it as much as it's so overused. Yeah. But it's true. I really, it's true. Yeah, it is true. From my podcast and and it being called The Experiment, your life is an example of exactly what I'm saying. You have so many things that you do and it just unfolds. And as you are given the information, more doors open. And you don't, I don't know if you know this about me, but I owned a spa 
worked for Aveda Corporation for many years, and I owned a spa in Malibu called Tola, which was an Ayurvedic spa, and Tola means balance in Sanskrit. And all of our, I started with Aveda, and then being in Malibu, you get the people, there's 4% stuff in here. And I'm, no, 3%, because it was 97% all clean. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm like, and they'd walk in, but so-and-so has an oxygen facial. You don't have them. You just like, as an entrepreneur <laughs> who's put their entire life on the line to open up and pay their Malibu rents to do this, yes. you're like, shut up. Like, you get on this side. Roll out your cash roll, please. I'll be happy to do whatever you want. Anyway, so... I partnered with a company in New York called Spa Technologies, and it was all algae marine-based products, and we created our own line. So I 1,000% know the struggle, and yes, and that's why, you know, as you were going, so back up just a little bit to the cream. So start how you just, again, you have to remember my first thing was like, oh my God, olive oil on my skin. That's brilliant. So that was four years ago, really. And now like leapfrog two years after that, you're starting a cream. So how did you come to that? I know, right. The cream that, that, that Vogue UK listed as their number one pick this month. So awesome. So awesome. So it. It's a, a formulation that I had worked on with the natural, the botanical chemist, the, this, uh, these sisters. It was like just for me. And I would wear it and I would give it as little birthday presents. This is like, I guess I was about 47 at the time. I just found that like it was this one formula that was all of my favorite fun stuff. Because at the time, I was never really loyal to a skin cream. I would, I would make my little oils. And then like, oh, vitamin C started coming out a lot more as something important. And, and then there, there's these things like CoQ10 and okay, and I'll take it in vitamin form. And I love my jojoba and I, oh, ylang, ylang. So there were all of these things that I loved. And there wasn't really one thing that had all of those that didn't also have dimethicone and silicone acrylics and different acetyl alcohols. And with this, it doesn't have any of that. And the, it's only preserved. It's uh, the preservative in it is sugar, milk preservative. It is an enzyme that might be hard to say, but it's called glucose oxidase and enzyme peroxidase. Those are two, like, that's all it's... The glow? Yeah, I know. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't and see it, this, it, but it, it's life. And it, so. it's, and, it, and it lasts, and that was my thing. Growing up, like, I couldn't afford all these expensive things, and, and I realized, like, on the second half of my life here, I wanted to make sure that whatever I used actually worked. And I'd even pay for it. I'll pay, like, I don't want to pay $17 for something that they say has got jojoba oil in it, but the jojoba oil percentage is 0 .003, right. right? And you, more than anyone knows, you can write anything you want on the bottle that somehow might have the, the, the tiniest essence dropule of it, and then it's filled in dimethicone and silicones and Vaselines, and let, those aren't the things that are going to feed your skin. Let me insert here, just so you guys know if you're not aware of this, the FDA does not regulate to the degree that they do other things, the beauty industry. So, yes. So, when it says cruelty-free and all those things, run to those because what exactly what she's saying is it's just smoke and mirrors of what they are allowed to put in there. It's actually 
just wrong on so many levels. If people really knew what was in Mac and, and sorry, not, but it's bad. So you would not be putting that stuff on your children's face, let alone your face. So it is very, very important. So, so I just want to interject. I've always been a label reader always. And, and never like since I'm a teenager and it wasn't for calories, it was for sugars and chemicals. And like when it came to food, and then with skincare, I remembered when I remembered when Dimethicone came out, like maybe twenty something years ago. I'm like, what is this weird feeling? And everyone was saying, oh, vitamin C. So vitamin C became associated with a slippery, velvety feel. No, it's not. Like <laughs> the science scientist, the chemist in me was like, and so every time I, there's some new vitamin C serum would come out, I'd read it. The first or second ingredient was Dimethicone which is, you know, a, a silicone. It's like a rubber cement. It's, yep. you know, I mean, okay, let's say it's not going to kill you, but it's not something that your skin needs as nutrition. Right. Just like iceberg lettuce is not going to kill you, but it's not going to give your body the kind of nutrition that kale or spinach will give you. And I, and I give that those examples, right? You can eat iceberg lettuce and you won't die by no means, but it, it's not, you're not going to get the nutrition level. And so that's how I always looked at skincare with all these fillers. All right, they they may they're not going to kill you, but don't we don't we want to have the opposite of that? Don't aren't we spending the time putting stuff on to help reverse aging? And I said to a woman this weekend, I went to a party for a small dinner party, socially distanced, for um, uh, editor of Simply Gluten Free magazine is based here and they did a beautiful feature on my skincare and she had a little dinner party with just hand-picked people and there was a woman there she had asked me about like how did you get started with this and I said you know when I was using this formula that and and I would put it on and you know well nothing's really changing and then it hit me and I'm like wow I'd look at my skin of pictures from three years ago and nothing's really changing and I thought that's once you're like 47 48 that's a good thing from yes. a cream, not from a facelift. Yeah. If you go in and spend $15,000 on a facelift, I hope you come out and look like a big right. difference. Right. But for topical things, you're trying to slow down. And if it can reverse, certain things can. But really, you're, it, wouldn't it be nice to just stay looking like, right. you know, like yeah. our little motto is using Mother Nature to help stop Father Time. <laughs> That's awesome. Love that. Yeah, I mean, so. it's, it's allowing your DNA the best environment to do what it was designed to do so i love that yes it's very strong things can heal our body bounces back i mean you know like this is a this is 55 54 she's showing her muscles doesn't have to (laughs) get wrinkly and yucky yeah you know like i don't i'm so well but i really started to see the women i knew who who just ate healthy and didn't do a lot of drinking didn't do a lot of drugs of, of of any sort and I, and I notice skin quality. And, and I think, like, as a photographer, like, since I'm 17, I've had a camera in my hand. So when I look at people, I'm looking at their skin. Someone says, oh, I don't have any makeup on. I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. they think it's, and I'm like, no, I love that. And, and Or they say, oh, I'm overweight. I'm like, I don't care about that. I don't see that. I see skin quality. Right. It's like the women in Sicily. When I got to go to Sicily and see family, I noticed these women, they didn't have six-pack bodies, but they were 90 years old and they were carrying bottles of olive oil and water upstairs to their homes because you know they live in those, right. those apartment mm-hmm. triplexes where the you enter in the lobby and the living room's on the second floor the kitchen's on the third floor yeah. and they walk they use their body and whatever weight is on them is good healthy good grains 
good organic meats. You know, it's not it's not the the toxic weight. Right. No. With the initial product of just the cream, then you moved to Florida, and then what? St- I mean, clearly because I know people were like, "More, give me more." What else do you have? So share with everybody again. It's in your face skincare.com. What the other lines that you have, and I know I've been watching you with your pumpkin and your blueberry, like you've got other things coming. So share that part. Well, what's already out is we have a serum. It's a plumping serum, which is a vitamin C, hyaluronic, shiitake mushroom. You got it. I mean, serums are great because they're smaller particles and you want to put that on first after you've washed. We, um, we initially, the first thing I came out with was, was a cleanser. And I really wanted a cleanser that deep clean and I love papaya enzymes and I love how it just you know I get such dry gluey skin on my nose right I've, I've got this Sicilian thick skin which is good but I, I have to make sure I, I exfoliate well and so I came up with these ingredients and gave it to my chemist and um, and it's a uh, you know a great clean Castile based soap but it's got glycolic acid and it's got papaya enzymes bromelain and um and some grapefruit and citrus. And so I brought it when I was in New York, there was a marketing company that kind of side pocketed me because they just, it was just for free. They, they, they loved the cream and a friend of a friend gave it to someone at a lunch. It became a, a, another story of like, go out to eat. And I remember Grant Cardone said, go out and, and have, go have breakfast around people who could do something for your life. Right. And, you know, he was a friend of mine in Los Angeles, and he would go to the Beverly Hills Hotel and have breakfast. And you know damn straight he was talking to the people around him. When we would go to New York, like, I just happened to compliment the girl next to me. We became friends, and she's the one who introduced me to this guy who wound up getting meetings for us at Barney's of New York and Macy's. Amazing. But have you, if you just stayed home as a homebody, right. it wouldn't happen. So that story actually propels us sometimes to get out of the house. So this marketing company, they loved this and all the women, I gave them samples and they were using it. And then one of the gals that used to work for Clarence who was there, she said, I got to tell you, I think it's a little too strong for a daily cleanser. And I went, oh yeah, you're right. Cause it's not something you put in right. your eyes to remove mm-hmm. makeup. So then I had to find, you know, I went to another because this woman, she didn't have, she was so supernatural and I just needed something that was gentler. I didn't want to just use Castile soap like Dr. Bonner's. Sure. You know, I wanted something elegant and but still with botanicals in it. So that's when we came out with the chlorophyll green cleanser, mm-hmm. which has got like fennel and pomegranate and it's got a urillo bark, which is a, a tree tree bark, which is that's the thing that instead of sulfates that are harsh and foaming, this creates a light foam and it helps to remove makeup. So Basically, I went for one wash and I wound up having to do two. And then, of course, you have to do, everyone wants a serum. So I'm like, okay, what are the greatest ingredients in serums? So we did that. So for now, it's the four products. And we've got at the chemist right now an eye cream, a couple of masks, toner. No, it's awesome. Um, We just finalized, yeah. Oh, you do have a toner. That's funny you say that because when you were showing the other day about the serum and you talked about how to put it on like right out of the shower. Again, this is coming from a complete tomboy who, when I opened my spa, and I'm going to make fun of myself, being, again, from Kentucky, growing up in the church, 
and somebody said, oh, the energy in here is really nice. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The, the light bulbs? What are you talking about energy in here? <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I've, I've caught on to the lingo now. I get it. I'm like, okay, I understand. But I the, that was the, one of the things that I did really, like, grab onto was that how the toner, like, sets the pH level of the face and all that stuff. So I thought it was interesting. And so I'm glad to hear that you're doing the toner. So, because that's the only thing that I use right now that's not yours. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, and I yeah, love that just, the, just so you guys know, she, the enzyme, are you going to change that to a mask or what, do you, like, the, the name? I know, I know, right? Because I love to use it. I, I put it on as a mask. Yeah, like, like the I way you to... talked about how somebody said they left it on. And um, I can tell you, the like, from the menopause side of my life, again, you guys, I've never been high estrogen. You can look at these amazing two ladies on my front chest and know that I don't have a, a crap ton of estrogen <laughs> in my body. But having gone through menopause and going through all of that, I, it was really nothing. I had a slight little episode of depression when I left my uh, Christmas tree up all the way dead until February and said, what's wrong with that? Oh, then I looked up menopause and said, oh, okay, that's depression. Got it. Threw it out and dealt with it. But so that was really, it's a dramatic story, but at the same time, once I knew what I was dealing with, I was like, oh, okay. So literally, and I, I know a lot of it has to do with being kind of cooped up and just everything that's been going on with COVID. The only other issue that I've had was I started getting cystic. I've, I mean, I've never had acne like my whole life. Well, I mean, you know, like just whatever, but the enzyme, the, the mask, I started leaving it on and it just dried it up because I started freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, do I have some lymph node cancer? Your mind goes crazy. But because if you go to a holistic doctor, then they're going to want to put you on natural hormone stuff. I don't want any hormone replacement therapy. I don't want any of that stuff. Do You do you. I'm not judging anybody that does whatever they want, but I know that my body is doing what it needs to do. I just didn't know what was going on and I so I started doing more kundalini yoga to get all the toxins out from being kind of stagnant from COVID yeah. and it, it that started cleaning up and then I like I realized to get to the answer that what it says is that Dr. Google said the testosterone hormones because I was already always kind of more high in testosterone that's what happens is it over produces because you don't have that estrogen keeping it down and it creates this cystic, and it, I'm, I'm already on like the last phase of it, but literally lasted for like four months. Thank God for masks. Oh, when I went out, nobody could see anything. Oh, four months that you you got in and out quickly. That's yeah. actually. Watching you on share that piece, especially when you were out here with your daughter, her former apartment building and now a hotel and doing yeah. all of that, that was really informative and helpful for me because I was like, oh, that's what I'll use that for. That's perfect. So, and it's worked oh, great. I love hearing that. I know I need to, you know, I, what I, I really need to do. And again, this is just, uh, you know, I say I'm lazy and people are like, what? You lazy? <laughs> but what I do on my Instagram stories, Instagram stories has actually made me be a little bit lazy because you, I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't done as many edited videos on Facebook, right? Yep. Look, see, yep. you know. Yep. I was even asking about where's your man Friday thing. Yeah. Well, my husband does Man Mondays. Oh, Man Mondays, that's what it was. I thought serenades it together. Serenades on Friday, that's what it was. Yes, yeah. we would do our Saturday night serenades, you know, and part of that is just so, we're, we're here in the studio working until 11 at night. We kept kept wanting to do it. We did do, for the pandemic, we did 30 days of activities every yeah. single day. 
a nightmare to film and to edit. But yes, we, you did. did. It was fun. That was job. In New York, it was sexy being on the 30th floor <laughs> looking out over all of that. There was something, your environment really motivates you. And that's something that, if I can share a struggle, is dealing with the environment that isn't motivating to me here. Yeah. You know, this is St. Pete, Clearwater, like, it's where people come to chill out. You know, and I do have a lot of friends that live here and and they're like, oh, it's so chill. And I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. I don't need it safe. I don't need it quiet. Yeah. I live in a 55 and over community. Here's one of the greatest stories that I'm about to tell you. It's short. But I accidentally checked on the condo community that we live in. It's not condos. Everyone has their own home. Right. But it's still governed by a condo community. Mm -hmm. And I somehow checked that I wanted to be a board member. <laughs> I just thought we're all board members. There's 99 homes. We each own a percentage. And I checked, like, well, yeah, I'm a board member. Well, come to here, I wound up saying I wanted to be on the board for the next election, which was coming in three weeks. So when I'd walk to the trash, I'd have these 80-year-old men and women say, we're so excited, Cal, how do you <laughs> want to be on the board? And I'm like, okay. And then it happened again. And then finally I called the secretary who helped me with all the paperwork as my mother, just before my mother passed, I had to literally make a will. My mom mm -hmm. didn't even have a will. I, did, I went to willing.com, uh -huh. willing.com three days before, you know, we were, she, we were laughing together, sure. you know, but this just shows you, you can yeah. do anything. So I called out the woman, did I, did I sign for something? Oh yes. I, I was surprised, but so glad we need young energy. We absolutely. And, and she was so happy to have young energy yet she was surprised because she's smart <laughs> um she saw through me and i didn't have the heart to tell her oh it was an accident i don't want to be a part of your group right i couldn't yeah. i couldn't do that and, and i was still a little wistful over my mom and i thought oh my mom would think that was cool yeah i mean really at the end of the day my mom just wants me to do whatever i feel i need sure. to so i go to the meeting about three weeks later and you know there's the big bingo board behind you and there's six round tables full of people from 60 to 92. And then there's the table up front with the eight incumbent board members. A new president was announced, and that was all known about. And then a new estates manager was announced. And then the next thing came up, and they said it's uh, the person who's in charge of exterior changes, meaning the person that if you want to change the color of your driveway, or change a tree that you plant, you have to get approval and, and I'm the one that initiates that and consults with you. Which to be honest, little Miss Martha Stewart <laughs> I was gonna say that's perfect for you. Chip and Joanna, <laughs> I love that. Oh uh, yeah, you're like, I'm in for that. Right? And so they come, they'd like, I'd like to nominate Denise Steph. Do we have a second? And someone on the another person on the board, I second that. All in favor, I boom, the gavel goes down. The six tables of the attendees, they start to applaud and I I stand up and I, I smile and I start fanning myself and I say, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting a hot flash. And a woman from the back proceeds to say, oh, she's bragging now. <laughs> so see, it's all the environment that you're in. Oh my God, that's priceless. All about the environment. That's so, so good. That's the environment that I'm in. Yeah. You know, people who are past menopause. <laughs> but who aren't entrepreneurs. Yeah. Right? Because right. in a couple of years, we're going to be past menopause, but we'll still be hustling. Yeah, sure. Um, but that's not the case with the majority of this area. So my plight, again, is keeping myself inspired. Like when I, when I walk the streets here, I'm not pulling out my camera doing those videos like I did in New York. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And that hurts my heart. Like, that's a part no, of me. It's, but here's the thing that I, you're doing oh, all that you can. Oh, you're so sweet. No, it's true. But, you know, I mean, not everybody may mm-hmm. also understand it because two years ago, I made the decision to move back to Kentucky for lots of reasons. And while it is my home where I grew up, I grew up in a house built in 1894 that I am inheriting. It's, you know, it's amazing, and my both my parents, I am still blessed with them still here on earth. They're still very healthy. My sister, brother-in-law, my two nephews still live there, but I just wilt. My entire yeah. soul just sounds very dramatic, but it, the joy that I get out of being there is with them, yeah. and I love the architecture of the home, just the story. Like, there's things that I can find joy in. But it is an active participation that I have to make a daily choice of when I'm there. And, of course, being older, it's not as hard as it used to be. But when you're in this energy and you've never been in it, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you're missing. And there is something contagious about that that energy coming into you that fuels you. Absolutely. It's that... Yeah, that buzz knowing that the people around you, certainly whether it's L.A. or New York for me, when people have time off from their work, they're thinking about what's the book that they're writing, yeah. what's the script that they're writing, what's the art show that they're planning, yeah. you know? And um, and that, that motivates you to continue on your projects, yeah. you know? But when they're just considering like, oh, we're going to go down to the bar and have a glass of wine and walk on the beach... That's not inspiring for me, right? you know? I mean, obviously, you have to reward yourself, but my, you know, our rewards for ourselves is are doing something like this, going and taking the time to do a podcast to, to share our successes with others, you know? Right. Well, and the journey of it all, because it's just, like, this is the perfect, and here you are at this beautiful space of your in-your-face skincare line, and the highlight reel is nice, but the truth of the matter is, it's just like everyday life. There are the highs and there are the lows. And there are too many people out there that aren't sharing the reality of the day-to-day grind. And the fact that you get on your bike and you ride and you show the ducks and you do, you are making that effort. And that makes all of us realize that no matter what our environment is, we do get to make that choice of deciding how we're going to show up and your business, all of it, you know that you don't, you don't need me to say this. It's, it's all the discipline that you're choosing to take right now is going to massively come back at you. So no, Thank I mean, you. well, you're just, you deserve so much. And I know that's a, an amazing person. So <laughs> thing that you, <laughs> what'd you say? I'm squishing you. Oh, <laughs> is there anything that you see coming in the next year what once we're out of COVID like what what are you what do you have planned for that that vampire film I was supposed to be in Serbia this June oh wow June 18th I was supposed to be there doing the fifth installment of the vampire series the last one being 22 years ago wow that's part four was done 22 years ago wow fortunately 12 years ago the writer director wrote the fifth installment, it took 12 years to green light it, but it's a prequel to spring, to next year. So I've ordered, the costumes have been made, and I'm looking forward to that. That's just three weeks, but that's going to sort of bring back the whole vampire series to a new 
viewing audience, which will be sweet. And of course, you have to dovetail everything into everything. So I'd like to think many of the fans say that as like vampires don't age. And I'm like, they don't age because of that. (laughs) It'll be kind of fun, like the in-your-face skincare, the vampire, the ageless. So I have fun with these different areas of my life and how they feed into each other. Yeah. Um, well, you are very good at that. Find her on Facebook at, again, Denise Duff with a C, and same as Instagram, because she will definitely entertain you. And one thing we have not mentioned that I have to give you kudos for as well, because I was doing a podcast interview yesterday with a chef, and she was talking about, because everybody knows I suck. My mother's an amazing cook. And I did not inherit that. And I thoroughly love watching people. And I can sit there and watch your Instagrams and she'll pull things that out of her fridge that it's just whatever she's got. And so I was sharing that with the chef yesterday and she said, that is a sign of a true chef. (laughs) I was like, I have to share that with Denise. (laughs) Yes. She was like, that is. You have to give me her Instagram and I have to follow her. Yes. Interestingly enough, it brings me full circle that I, of course, in my sleep patterns that I have, because we are entrepreneurs and in the middle of the night, things just show themselves to do. I picked up my phone to make notes so I'd get it out of my head and move on. And on Facebook, uh, your, I don't want to, I'm going to get emotional. Sorry. When I reached out to you, sorry guys, two years ago to put together my girl dream big event and you just said yes you didn't blink and again we'd only met through social media photography session and the video that you put together for me it's got 570 views and so I said because I've already kind of planned to run the half marathon in New York third weekend in March but I'm working on trying to put that together. So if anything, if it does open up, it's only going to be 10 women. I just thought it was between talking with Chef Laurie, yes, and then knowing I was talking to you today, and then that popped up. I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to bring this back. This is what we need. People need to get out of their fear of, and if there's anywhere we need to be, it needs to be in New York. It's just life. It's the place where everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket really fast and we just need to take claim over getting our life back and living and supporting each other so i'll let you know it just you know it's baby baby stages but it didn't pop up for no reason and i literally am like in a puddle last night watching that detailed beautiful video that you just edited together like it was no big deal and it was just anyway you're such a giving beautiful soul and i'll switch from my tears coming out of my eyes to what i typically do on a podcast is a this or that so we'll end on some fun stuff okay <laughs> unless you have any final words before we do the no, this or go, that. okay go. cool all right so this or that la or new york say la because my daughter's there okay pizza or sushi Pizza. <laughs> I knew the answer to that one. I mean, I love sushi. I know you do, but, but... Beach or mountain? Mountain! Interesting, cool. All right, and then this one's just for fun to talk about your vampires or superheroes. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't think that one would be as tough because you're such a beautiful yeah, vampire. I say superheroes because vampires to me aren't superheroes. They're very focused in their... They're single-minded. They're not thinking of the big picture of saving people. Look at you. I love that. So that's like the best.
best ending. Oh my God. That is so you to be so transparent because she's dedicated all of this time to this series and, and yeah, she, you know, this cult follow. Yeah. I just knew her answer was going to be vampires. So that's just like, yay for you, Denise. All right. One more time, you guys. Denise Duff with a C, IG, and Facebook in your face skincare cream. And bonus, bonus, bonus. I am going to, you'll see in the post on IG, there is going to be a giveaway. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to follow her and follow me. And then you're going to have to tag whatever. Well, the whole structure of it will be there. But that initial amazing product, the cream, I am giving away to, yes, 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 one happy, happy winner. Almost like a $100 value there. So it's the best stuff ever. And she has specials all the time. She also has the beauty club that she started where you get points for purchasing products. So just lots of ways to just continue to invest in your outer beauty while you're working on your inner beauty. So that's right. That's right. Ironically, when we like the way we look, we're actually much like better in her. <laughs> so, so true. Thank you, Denise, for honoring me as always with the gift of your beautiful heart and your amazing, beautiful smile and eyes. So, thank you so much. Thank You're... you, Laura. This, I get so much from this. You've just given me an entire meal. I don't even think I need to eat for the rest <laughs> of the So, thank you for your, your insightful questions and getting me to look at and flesh out areas of my life that sometimes you forget. And, and this was way more helpful to me than you'll ever know. So you're kind. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll be in touch and I can't wait for your new stuff to come out. Thank you. Appreciate it. And kisses to you, Denise. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the experiment podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Laura Dowdy underscore L E for live. Excellent. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.